Hey, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode nine of the podcast. All right, guys, welcome to week four of the semester. Uh, here we go, and let's begin. So just a couple of housekeeping things real quick. I still need some music for my intro and my outro. If you have some uh, that you'd like to you know, get out there and uh, have every time somebody downloads an episode of my podcast, get exposure to your music, and I will credit you in the show notes each and every time I use it. That would be great. Uh, send it to me. I would love to hear it. And if it in any way I feel fits the mood of the podcast, uh, I might give it a shot. Next, uh, I'm going to be starting a new portion of the podcast next time. Uh, sort of a question and answer session related to, you know, a common problem that somebody might be struggling with when it comes to college. So if somebody wants to email me a question, I would be happy to answer the email on uh, on the air, so to speak. Uh, if not, I'm just going to search the internet for a random question that I think probably people could relate to and uh, just rail on it for a little while. I want to take individual specific questions and talk about my, my philosophy and how I would apply it in those situations to kind of see how you might see psychiatric rehabilitation play out. Uh, how you might see supported education strategies play out, or even some cognitive remediation strategies when it comes to learning and memorization, concentration, and whatnot. All right, so let's start with a story. I'm going to tell you about my dog today. Uh, I've been looking forward to this one. Today's episode is entitled, What I'm Learning About Habits and Rituals. And I used to think that the habit was the thing. You know, that uh, good habits were the key to success in goals, uh, goal setting and attainment. And for the most part, I still believe that. But my my terminology has changed a little based on what I've learned. And I'm going to try and explain that with the story today about my dog. So I, um, my mine and my wife's wedding anniversary is coming up at the end of this week. So happy anniversary, Katie, if you're listening. Uh, and Right after we got married, we got married as uh, the beginning of October, and a few months later, that following January, we decided uh, we wanted to um, begin our family, and uh, we weren't quite sure if we were ready for kids yet, so we're like, let's start with a puppy. I had never had a dog. I was always interested in having a dog, but my parents were not really dog people. They were cat people. Yeah, insert joke here. Um, I got nothing against cats. I had a negative experience when it came to a cat. I ended up uh, adopting a devil cat. But anyway, let's. we're here to talk about my dog, which is a much happier story. So we adopted my dog. Uh, you know, she was a rescue and she is fucking awesome. Uh, her name is Pickles. She is, uh, she happened actually, when we got her, she was uh, three or four months old and we, we worked our way back and figured out she was born the same month we got married. So we celebrate her birthday uh, right around around Columbus Day, and that's her birthday. She'll be five as well. So it's easy for us to remember how old she are, she is because it's the same uh, as her age. It's the same as the amount of years I've been married. Anyway, if anyone has had a puppy, especially a first-time puppy owner, uh, it's a lot to adjust to very quickly. So she was like something like 25 weeks old, I think, when we got her. 
Um, no, that wouldn't make sense. 20 weeks old, maybe. And so she was potty trained on a, you know, a piece of paper next to the door. They call it paper trained, I guess. And, you know, one of the first things we had to teach her is, you know, potty training. And then we had to crate trainer. And, you know, there was a lot of repetition and a lot of, you know, you need to develop good habits. Uh, one habit I didn't anticipate developing was changing my schedule every morning. So prior to getting a dog, I was, you know, I'd sleep till pretty much I woke up. And that was generally, you know, eight o'clock or so uh, on the mornings that I had to be up earlier. I would get up, but I wouldn't love it and do what I needed to do. I would never have considered myself a morning person prior to getting my dog. Now, though, shortly after getting my dog, I, I kind of fell into this habit. Mainly it was forced because she would be right there in my face at 6 a.m. every day ready to go for a walk or ready to go out essentially and, and use the bathroom. So it was in my best interest to get up with her in the beginning and let her out so as to avoid the consequence of, you know, her going on the floor. And even if I had wanted to change this behavior, it would have been difficult, at least in the beginning with a puppy. You know, I could train her nowadays probably to, or I could have later on to wait longer to go out in the morning, but really wasn't on my mind. Really what was on my mind was making sure she didn't go inside. So I knew I needed to do my part and actually get up when she motioned or, you know, told me so. So I started getting up uh, around 6 a.m. and going for a walk because I was like, well, if I'm up, I might as well stay up. I didn't think it would make sense to go back to bed after letting her out. So it started out as just letting her out. We had gotten her in January, so there wasn't a lot of walking those first couple of months. And then when it got nice out, I started walking her every day, uh, you know, starting at six, you know, 20 minute walk or so. And it continues to this day, almost five years later, every morning now she gets up or sometimes I even get up before her now and we go for our morning walk. This is habit that is mainly, you know, what I want to illustrate is something that's become a ritual. Uh, so what do I get out of this? One thing is I have found out that I sort of maybe have evolved or just maybe it was my calling all along is I'm a, I'm a morning person. I was never a morning person in college. So if you're thinking I'm going to try and turn you into a morning person, I get it. I know that people that are in college generally have a different schedule than people that have, you know, more traditional nine to five type jobs. But I'm a morning person and I fucking love it. Let me tell you why. So one of the reasons is no one else can bother you, right? You got your cat or your dog, maybe. In me, in my case, I walk my dog. We, we bond that morning. You know, I give her her food. And while I'm waiting for her food, I, you know, sort of get myself ready to go out. And then by that time she's done, we go for our walk, come back. You know, that point I make coffee or, you know, sort of do some of the other habits and rituals in my life. But now I just have such a jump start on the day. You know, I might sit down to BS on the internet for a half an hour after making my coffee. But, and that might not be very productive, but it, think about it. I'd be doing that anyway. So if I was getting up at eight or nine, you know, the first thing I might do after making some coffee is BS on the internet. But it's sort of out of the way at this point. Second thing is I'm starting to do more things related to my job and even developing this podcast 
in the morning because it gets back to a point that I'm going to talk about in the future. I find that I'm really productive in the morning. And a lot of people feel the same way. Even if you're not a morning person, whenever your morning, your early is, uh, when you get up, usually that's some of the more productive time that you have. Uh, other people are different and have more energy in the evening, but I found that typically from what I've, you know, speaking to students and even speaking to people, uh, professionals, they tend to be pretty productive first thing in the morning. So as I had sort of said before, I, I used to think that it was all about habits and habits led to great productivity uh, strategies and whatnot. But the more I read and I listen to, and I'm going to give you one reference that um, has made a difference on me in the way I conceptualize productivity in a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to talk to you uh, kind of about some struggles that I've been having recently when it comes to goal setting, goal attainment, um, and rituals. So I talked about you know the goal that I want to get uh, achieved from doing this podcast a few uh, episodes ago. I really have this passion of wanting to homeschool my son. And I talked a few episodes ago that this is really driving me and I haven't had, I haven't been able to dedicate the necessary time to do the things that I need to do to have this something to be, you know, actually ready to roll out for him uh, in a couple years, which is my target time frame. And if you were to ask me about my progress, I was supposed to follow up on some people that I had their contact info for, and I sort of reached out to one, but it didn't work out. Fact of the matter is, I haven't done jack shit on this goal. So, <laughs> might seem kind of weird to have the person that's doing the podcast actually not invested in the own work that I'm asking you to do. And that is important to talk about, you know. I'm not fucking perfect. I have the same struggles that you guys do. I really want this, but apparently I don't want it enough where there's something else getting in the way because I really haven't made much in the way of progress since I sort of proclaimed this, thinking that this accountability kick in the ass would help me because now I have you guys, the audience, to answer to, and that didn't even help. So what is it? I don't know exactly. Part of it might be when I set that goal... I was feeling a particular way and, and some stuff has changed in my life, even in just the last few weeks. The main thing that's changed is that my son started uh, pre-kindergarten for the first time. And in the beginning, it was a big adjustment period, not only for him, you know, he's been, uh, you know, he's had a babysitter, he stays with my in-laws mainly, you know, he doesn't, he's never had to do formal daycare. So he's sort of been the star of the show. And uh, now he was going to be in school and there's a lot of sort of social learning that goes on, especially in pre-K. There isn't as much on academic learning at that stage. It's more about, you know, following directions and learning how to listen and sort of be part of a group. And it also is a change in my routine. You know, as I said, I'm a morning person. I really like to get shit done in the morning. And now it's a little different. I had to adjust my schedule because his day started later now. Um, you used to get him sort of off to wherever he was uh, being watched by eight in the morning, and now it's more like nine o'clock, and that I didn't anticipate that being as big of a deal as it has ended up being. So I've been impacted that way, and also he's been impacted, right? So he's not used to this, and in the beginning it was sort of an adjustment period. He had a few days he didn't really want to go to school, and it really ignited this thing in me like, oh, I have to get on this homeschooling thing. And then things have sort of evened out. You know, he adjusted and 
for the most part, he seems to kind of like school. And I've always had this idea with this homeschooling thing that this would only be something that, you know, I would do with him if he truly wanted to do it. And I, I'm not abandoning this goal. I still do have a hope. It's really based on, you know, some of my views about the public education system in general. So I don't anticipate they're going to go away. But sort of things have changed. You know, I am in a different position now than I was a month ago when I wasn't sure what him being in school was going to look like and I wasn't sure how I was going to feel or adjust to it and it turns out you know he likes it and maybe it's not of a, as much a priority to me subconsciously so I'm not putting the effort in the other thing that's that's totally different in the last month is this has been a transitional uh, time of year for me I've been a, mainly a researcher that occasionally taught a course and I've transitioned into much more of an instructor in the last year, um, in the last six months. So sort of the, the research is ending, my grant money ran out, and I have transitioned to more of a, a teaching role. So I'm like teaching more courses now than I ever have before. Now I'm adjusting to that, those habits and rituals that I need to develop to be a good instructor. You know, when am I going to attend to my grading? Um, how often am I going to check in on my online course? These types of things that I really have had a m on a much smaller scale to pay attention to in the past, and now I'm I'm really in it. So it's been it's taken more of my time than I thought it was going to take, and as a result, I haven't had as much time to prioritize to this goal that I, I am passionate about, but. I'm also passionate about doing well in my current job and being a good employee. And, you know, those sort of became the priority for me. It's like, I need to get through the semester. And this podcast is important to me. So if it's like, uh, work on homeschooling shit or work on the podcast, right now I'm invested in the podcast. This is sort of a more near-term priority to me. Homeschooling's still important, but that's longer term. And, and I'm not ready yet, I guess. And that's okay. I have come to a point where I'm cool with that. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel stupid because I put this out there to you guys and now I'm changing it. I expect you guys to do the same thing too. And I, you wouldn't hear me bitching at you if I was like, oh, you didn't pick the right goal the first time around. Oh, what the hell is wrong with you? This is an evolutionary process. We're going to get there together and we're, you know, we're going to hone in. So what I need to do and what I'm going to be asking you guys to do for this week is to kind of figure out something you can do, start doing on a regular basis. By regular basis, I don't mean every day. It could be every day. You know, it could be like a, I'm going to start to try and wake up earlier every morning kind of goal. Or it could be a weekly goal or an every other day goal or a monthly goal. But something, uh, something that you can focus on, it, you know, starting out as a habit and then kind of turning into a ritual. So let's talk about that. The difference between the two, um, a habit is, is sort of comes up without any um, intention, so to speak. Like, kind of how it was with me and my dog. I wasn't intending to start waking up earlier. It just sort of happened, and now I'm in the habit. And then we've also, of course, know about bad habits, right? You try cigarette smoking, and you're like, this is stupid. And then the next time you do it, and it's not so stupid, oh, that kind of felt good. And then all of a sudden, now you're, you have this bad habit. And they, bad habits and good habits kind of start in similar ways, but then it's where you go from there. So a ritual is purposeful. Now you're doing it for a reason. So now for me, at this point in time, waking up early to take my dog for a walk is most definitely a ritual. 
if there's a morning there, she used to be much more um much more the initiator of this so <laughs> she would like you know you'd hear her tap 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 your claws against the hardwood walk into our bedroom and i'd have my eyes closed and she you'd hear her walk all the way around the bed and stop right next to my head and she just kind of sits there and stares and you could feel her staring at you even though the door uh, my eyes are closed but i know and so that used to be my my greeting every single morning and now she's a little lazier in her older age she's five almost five years old and there's a lot of mornings that she likes to sleep in especially if it's raining and she could tell she'll and i'll be like oh it's you know it's seven o'clock and the dog hasn't got me up yet or you know so i'll get up and because it's it's just part of me now it's it, i have a, i see the benefit to her and and the benefit to me to getting a, a an early start on the day versus what i used to do you know just kind of sleep until i woke up so a, a ritual is purposeful you're doing it for a reason and you get something out of it and usually the, what you're getting out of it is sort of the why so in the beginning for me the why was i don't want my dog to piss on the floor and it's turned into like I really am a morning person. I identify with that. I I just enjoy being up when nobody else is up. You know, it's a, I have a clear mind. I and I, as I mentioned, and I'll talk about it in, a, in a few minutes. I I am my most productive at that point. So I really thought the why with the homeschooling was going to drive me. You know, I thought maybe I would start getting up early to do some research and work on that, and that's not happening. So, but I am getting up early still and doing research and working on my podcast and I'm working on my my courses. So, that's I don't know, me telling myself that's where I need to be right now. And as I said earlier, that's okay with me. I don't feel bad. So, how do we do all this? Oh, one more thing about some of the, you know, key info is like sometimes you have to put it at the front of your mind in the beginning and that might require some sort of environmental modification. We love to say in the psych rehab world. So you may need a, um, a sign somewhere, you know, in the beginning or, you know, setting an alarm. I had a natural alarm, so I didn't need to set one. But if you're, you're in the habit or you want to develop a habit of you know, getting up every morning, an alarm is definitely going to be a pretty good trigger. Alarms aren't great for everything, though. Um, sometimes people can set alarms ad infinite, infinitum. <laughs> I forget how to exactly say that. And to the point where you become desensitized by the alarms because you hear them so often. It's like, oh, there's another one. Um, so be mindful when you use alerts and notifications and alarms on your phone. Um, certainly an alarm to wake up is, is a great reason to use it, um, but not for other things. All right, so make it so you won't forget is sort of that, that wrap-up point in terms of the key info before I get into how you're actually going to do this. Um, so as I've been sort of alluding to, figure out first when you're most productive. I am and most certainly more, more, most productive in the morning, and my sort of productivity goes on a slow downward curve, sort of goes up a little probably after I eat a little lunch, and then just drops off by 3 o'clock. I'm like, just done. So I can't just stop working, though. <laughs> it would be nice. I have to keep working a lot of the time, even though I've sort of hit the wall. So what do I do? Um, I s do the tasks that don't require to me to be as in the zone, so to speak, later in the day. So if I have a meeting to attend and it's sort of a, 
a meeting that I'm into, like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the meeting, or if I just know, like if I know what to expect, I'll try and schedule that later in the day because I won't need, I won't need to be at a hundred percent, so to speak, because my, my natural curiosity and interest will push me, or I'll just be very comfortable with the, the meeting that it's not going to like worry me or stress me out. So um, phone calls I'll try and do in the afternoon because it's interactive. I don't have to spend as much time isolated working on, say, making making up content for a course or um, really thoughtful grading where I'm doing commenting on people's um, responses and, and the assignment. If it's just like simple, straight up grading, maybe, but most of the grading I do requires um, individualized feedback. So figure out when you're most productive and then the next thing is figure out what you need to do. So as I had mentioned, you know, you should have a time time tracking method, and that was something to work on for this week. So something to keep track of your time that your your brain believes in and has confidence in you using, or else it won't actually fully let go of that info. And then a way to track the things you need to do, a to-do list or something that goes with your calendar or planner to track it. And I talked about what I use, the passion planner, in terms of having both of those things in one, um, and I prefer paper, uh, document or space. So I may have a shit ton of things that I really want to accomplish in that day, but I'm not going to get them all done. (laughs) I just know that. So what I do is I I call it the one post-it note trick. Um, And I think I learned this from Tim Ferriss, if I'm not mistaken, I'll give him credit for this, is I wake up and I might look at my master list of all the shit I got to get done, both in my personal life and my my professional career, and I make a list on a post-it note of three to five things that I need to get done, the most important three to five things. The reason I use a post-it is there's not a lot of room on a post-it, and that's the point. You don't want to set yourself up for failure by listing a dozen things that you got to get done top three to five things, the things that are going to, the things that for whatever reason are the high priority items, and we'll talk about prioritization in a a future episode if you're not sure how to prioritize. It's coming, guys. Don't worry. Uh, And the things that will, you will see the most value from moving forward. So a lot of times that may not be the most productive thing. I mean, the most, the thing you want to do the most, I should say. But you know it's going to lead to the most um, work getting done in, in down the road. So sometimes you want to isolate that thing that's going to make give you the most bang for your buck, so to speak. And if it's hard, you know, we call that the next thing I'm going to talk about, the eat the frog. Uh, that I will give credit to a podcast who gave credit to somebody that wrote a book about this, who I don't know. But the podcast is called Asian Efficiency. Um, well, the, the people that do it are called Asian Efficiency, and it's called The Productivity Show. Their show is available on iTunes. I think it's great uh, in terms of talking about productivity tips, hacks, and things that people can use to really improve their workflow. Uh, I get a lot out of it. So I have a link to their podcast. Again, it's called The Productivity Show is the name of the podcast, and the people that do it are the company is called Asian Efficiency. And the sort of the inspiration for this uh, episode I'm doing is based on an episode I listened to recently, right after I was talking about habits with you guys a few weeks ago. So episode 55, they talk a lot about habits versus rituals, if you're interested in learning more about this topic. 
So they have a feature of their podcast every week that's sort of like what uh, when they talk to their they're mostly an interview based show. So they interview people and they ask the person they're interviewing, you know, what's this frog you're going to eat? This idea being that uh, I believe it was Mark Twain had a quote about, you know, a frog is not a pleasant thing to eat. So you may as well eat it first thing and get it over with. And that's the theory with with productivity being like there's always going to be that one goddamn thing that you just do not want to do and you hate do it first, get it out of the way, eat that frog, and then the rest of your day, I mean, you're never going to have a worse time than the first thing in the morning when you ate that frog. So the rest of the day, you're going to be like, okay, uh, a lot of times it's sort of that initial boost of mind that it's like, oh, I got that freaking thing done. I, I hate doing that thing. And I'm so happy. And it's going to really propel me to do the things that I don't mind doing as much. So eat the frog. The one post-it trick, kind of identify the top three to five things you want to do and figure out when you're most productive. The last thing is sort of a self-explanatory one. It's, it's I just put call it get or done. Get or done, guys. Um, it's not, it doesn't have to be fucking perfect. Uh, it Sometimes it has to be, but most of the time it doesn't, you know, and just getting it done, being able to cross it off the list, even when you might not be feeling your best is sometimes that motivation you need to get the next thing done. So I don't think that people were sort of hoping or looking for a magic pill when it comes to, you know, college student success. You know, it's a, I guess, a, a, a cliche to say, you know, it takes hard work, but it does. I'm here to help you make the hard work a little bit more manageable and put the hard work at the forefront of your mind so that you, you procrastinate less, you feel better about when you, you get it done and how you get it done, and get using that feeling to propel you to do more. Uh, so that's sort of the episode for today. I hope you guys got something out of this. Hopefully over the next week you can start figuring out something you could do on a regular basis. Maybe you're already developing a habit that you're finding to be really helpful in your day-to-day -day life or your workflow. What are the steps you can do to turn it into a ritual? You know, making make that habit more purposeful. Uh, think about the habit in terms of uh, what time of day it might occur and how you feel at that particular time of day. When you are swarmed with things that you have to do, start to maybe get in the habit of picking the top three and isolating them and putting them in one specific spot. I definitely encourage people to write them down. And if you can get in the habit of eating that frog, doing that first thing that really you don't want to do, get it done when you are first really available to sit down and get shit done, uh, you will feel so much better about the rest of your day and the rest of the things you have to do. Uh, so give that a shot as well. Otherwise, again, my name is Derek. This is the College Student Success Podcast, and I can't wait to see you guys back again on Thursday. Have a good rest of your uh, week. Take care.